0: This is the Chicagoverse podcast on the Dynasty Podcasts Network, showcasing conversations with Chicago's creative communities and professional industries. Hosted by Haima Black. Welcome to Chicago.
1: Haima Black, Dynasty Podcast. We are broadcasting live at 21C Hotel in Chicago, back for another week here. Shout out 21C Hotel in Chicago. Thank you so much for having us here. I'm sitting down here tonight with Thomas Brown, Founder at Innova Digital and founder at Chicago Podcast Studio. Man, two two businesses going on, man.
0: Uh, very excited to talk to you about this. How are you doing? I'm good. I'm excited to be here. I appreciate you having me on the podcast. Uh, and it's, it's as we were starting to say off camera, rare that I am uh, in front of the microphone to do stuff. So I usually am kind of behind the scenes. So it's interesting to be on
1: the other side. You know, I mean, I, I was saying this before the mic's wrong but the behind the scenes people, not just in podcasting, but just across the board, the people who are like, you know, engineers, photographers, yeah. whatever, like the people who don't really, they're not up on stage in sure. front of everybody. They have the best stories. They get to see everything. So I hope, I hope I got some for you guys today. <laughs> no, I'm sure, man. So I always start, you know, first time I have someone on dynasty Podcast, I always start at the beginning of like, how did you get your start in the creative industries? You know, sure. being, you know, in the, in the kind of like marketing or creative services sure. or any of that.
0: Yeah. Um, so when I was younger, um, when I was getting into high school, I was, you know, I think just starting to get into music. Um, and I, that was when, um, house music and EDM was like starting to kind of have its, its heyday and people or DJs like dead mouse and stuff were coming out. And so when I was in in high school, he was becoming very popular. And so I gravitated towards that. I wanted to be a DJ. So I bought some DJ equipment, um, and started, you know, doing a couple of house parties and things of that nature. Um, and then as, Things went on. I got a little bit more into rap music. Um, and I was like, you know, I have some complimentary equipment. You know, you got speakers and you got a, mm-hmm. a computer. You know how to, you know, um, mix things. You start learning a little bit more about this. And so um, I was like, you know, I'll start a like a recording studio. And, you know, of course, this is just out of uh, my mom's house uh, in my basement. That was, you know, my room. You know at, what, hell yeah. 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 And um, so I started uh, what uh, was known as Ice Studios. Uh, no real backstory on that. But um, Yeah. So I did that throughout high school. And then probably for four years after that, it was a really good kind of, you know, I guess we'll just call it a side hustle. But for, um, you know, a time, it was one of a couple of things I ended up doing. Um, And so, yeah, I I got into recording. Uh, I had a a couple of, like, friends, basically, that occasionally I'd get paid. But usually the time I was just like, I was having a good time with it, too, just to come and record them. And um, and then that turned into a little bit more of a business. You got enough people. The good thing about rappers, um, there's very little. But the good news is that they everybody wants to be one. And so there's no shortage of new people ready to uh, to record. And so, I don't know, I think I started charging 20 or 25 bucks an hour or something like that. And, you know, for a kid in Mom's basement, that was good sure. money. Yeah. And, uh, you know, all under the table. And so <laughs> I, was, uh, I was living uh, the dream. And it was, you know, fun to record people and such. Um, and so naturally, as that progressed, I ended up getting requests for music videos so like hey can you you know record maybe a music video and i was i was like sure um so i went out bought a camera and started filming music videos you know and to me it was like um a new outlet to be kind of creative and do something a little different and it was also a great thing where it's like with the recording it was like usually they were there when you were getting paid and um again half the time it was fun but for half the time it was like you know nobody likes kind of like having somebody look over your shoulder necessarily uh and so videos was a good way to record and then um you know I could I could leave them and go do whatever I wanted at the house and uh you know send it back and nine times out of 10 they're like yeah I man looks sick and that was that so um between doing that, I ended up uh, having a couple of little side hustles, went through college. Uh, I was working, I had a, a job working in automotive stuff. I had an automotive interest at that time, too. So I was running a recording studio. And then if you're ever familiar with a product called PlastiDip, it was like a removable car paint, basically. Yeah. Back a couple of years ago, you probably noticed that a lot of cars that didn't come from a factory had black wheels. And it was like a really cheap way to spray your rims to make them black which nowadays is like a very common cars come out of the factory with black rims all the time now yeah. but um anyway so I was doing recording studio in the basement and uh you know modifying cars cosmetically I guess in the, our family's garage so luckily my mom was a a gem about doing that but as I graduated college I needed to kind of make the decision of like getting a real job um or kind of buckling down and doing something else I think at that time I had done the recording studio for a while and You know, I did the math and I was just like, you know, even if I was you know, doing 60 hours a week like this, which just wasn't going to be a good living. And I think I had just kind of gotten exhausted with it. The bad side about rappers is they're just broke. And uh, it's, you know, it's not as fun, you know, Uh, and it's so it wasn't as creatively expressive. And so I was like, let's start um, a Nova Digital, which at the time was just I was shooting wide. I was like, I'll just do that. And that'll be a digital agency. And to most people, it's like, what, what the hell does that mean? Um, and I still don't know to some degree, but it was like, I'll do, you know, I had experience doing Squarespace websites or Wix or stuff like that. And, um, Anyway, as time went on, I, I started doing more and more video. Uh, and then I was like, you know what, that that seems to be what I'm doing. And then even within that, um, I started enjoying doing product videos more um, and working with kind of e-commerce brands and such of that nature. So about half of the business is that side of stuff. So we do short form product ads for anything from gun holsters to baby products. Um, and the other half is just kind of classic corporate videographer, you know, we'll go out to trade shows, we'll go out to your business location, film the old about us kind of style videos, which is, uh, still sometimes fun, but definitely more, uh, just getting money through the door, you know? Sure. Um, so, yeah, yeah. but yeah, then I, uh, that was that. And then, um, the last two years, I, when I moved into a studio space, cause I got to a point with the, uh, the video production business that I just, one had too much crap. I couldn't keep it in the house anymore. Um, and you know, I think like every, entrepreneur or business owner it's like you just want to have a cool spot you know sure um and so I decided to move into um, a unit and um i had the idea before doing so i saw the trend of podcasting and as we mentioned off camera you know joe rogan was just starting to come out and i think um it was my intent from the very beginning to have that video component with it just because um it was kind of a merging of the two things. It was, you know, I had a background in, in music recording, not like I was an audio engineer to, to some crazy degree, but um, I had an audio background. Um, I knew about long-form recording, uh, and I knew about video. So I was like, let's put the two of them together, and we'll set up a a studio that's kind of um, not quite cookie-cutter, but set up, always ready to go, uh, and just in-house, basically, so people can come in, sit down, record, and, right. and bounce on yeah. out. And so... When I moved into the unit, started the Chicago Podcast Studio, and we've been there for, uh, as I said, about 18 months now. Okay, so there's a lot.
1: That was very thorough. Okay. A lot I want to pick apart in there. That's very cool. <laughs> so let's talk about the Innova Digital side first, and we'll get sure. to the podcast studio. Sure. You know, so this is described on the site as a creative content and e-com- e-commerce marketing agency. Mm-hmm. Um, is it you? Is it like, you know, do you have the collaborators that are
0: like, you know, you're able to just be like, "Oh, I need this guy, or I need this person. I need." Her. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, um, it's I have one other full-time person that works with me, um, and then we have probably a dozen or so people that are are kind of hired guns for certain days and stuff like that. And that's very common in uh, the video space. Um, whereas, you know, some projects have more requirements, other projects have less, um, and usually, especially for the e-commerce stuff. Um, we're usually hiring like models and and talent of that uh, degree and i said you know from uh, gun holsters to baby products when we're shooting the baby products you know we're hiring fake moms fake dads fake kids uh they're they're you know pretty big productions and so for those days we have more um, people there but um, for plenty of other days during the week uh you know it's uh, luckily a good industry that you know you can you can kind of ramp up and make it look like you're you're pretty big when you need to uh, but then uh, send everybody home with their check and then not have to uh, pay a salary or, or that sort of behind the scenes stuff. It keeps so, it nimble though. It keeps yeah. it nimble. So, um, yeah, but it, we're, you know, we're a small team and I, I think for the longest time, as again, as a, as most entrepreneurs probably, um, feel, you know, it's, it's, you want to feel big. Um, but now I feel like my, my mindset has kind of changed on that where it's like, you know, I'm, I'm cool to not have so much overhead and, and problems. And, uh, I feel like you got more mouths to feed. Um, and, uh, everybody's, chirping in the nest. And if you only got a couple, you know, you can, uh, I don't know. I, I sleep better at night not having, um, six it's, different salaries under me, you know? Sure. And it, again, like it
1: also, not just the salary part, but like keeping that many wheels in motion yeah. with people. I mean, it's, a, it's, you know, it's a trade-off because of course it is helpful to have more people, sure. but it's also a lot of management. So even with a small kind of organization, what goes into the management side of it where you are you know, are you reaching out to clients or potential clients? Are they yeah. coming to you? Like, you know, bring us into like the mechanics of how this is working.
0: Sure. So, um, for the longest time, you know, it was really uh, being a videographer, we'll just call it, I mean, a video production company is one thing, but, you know, let's be honest for the majority of uh, my years up until this time, I was more just like a solo videographer. Sure. Um, and you know, with that, it is, uh, a pretty oversaturated market, not, um, not one that you can't make a name in by any means, but, um, as technology has gotten better it's allowed for people like myself to to get into that field and to be able to deliver quality products without a whole lot of equipment um, but that obviously reduces the barrier for everybody and so it's kind of a, a win-win or a lose lose to some degree but um, for many years it was uh, it was definitely you know you gotta hunt what you eat or kill what you hunt or something, sure, And, sure. um, yeah. it was, uh, I don't want to say like an everyday struggle, like, you know, but it was, uh, yeah, you definitely felt like you had to kind of hit the the pavement and, uh, and hit people up and, and try to negotiate deals and almost convince people that this was the move. Um, you know, and that's classic sales stuff. Um, and I don't think I've ever been as good of a salesman as I, I could be. Um, and so luckily now we're at a point, um, with the business that, um, a good chunk of stuff comes through my door, you know, sure. and I don't have to, have to hunt for it quite as much. Um, especially with the e-commerce brands. One, we work with a lot of Amazon brands and what's good and bad with those is, um, they're kind of ghosts offline. So usually a brand that, you know, Logitech, right? The webcam, sure. um, has tons of back end people. They do all this sort of stuff, blah, blah, blah. With Amazon, they usually just like find stuff off alibaba slap their logo on it and kind of sell it and if they're really good with seo and um you know doing a good listing like a lot of people can get a lot of traction um and do pretty big numbers with seemingly meh products to some degree you know and i I don't think that they would really argue with that like we a lot of our the the products we shoot for are, are pretty you know low price tag things um but Similar, Uh, they are very nimble and kind of not discreet, but they're under the radar. So, like you know, if you look up some company that has fifty thousand reviews on Amazon, you know that they're doing pretty solid numbers out of that thing. But they don't have like a company LinkedIn page. Like they have a website maybe, but it's really just to pull some extra traffic. There's very little on the about us, and so um, all this to say a lot of them are in the same little groups. They're, you know, little internet warriors that probably have, they live in Bali, but they just have a team of three people and run this probably multi-million dollar business. And so luckily a lot of them talk to each other. And so we get a lot of spin off business from that. Um, and I think with anything, you you do a good job by somebody and they're going to come back to you and, and uh, you know, do stuff with you again. So um, we get a good chunk of work through that. I still obviously hit people up, try to, you know, uh, work out deals, but I'm fortunate at this point uh, and I'm also kind of happy with the amount of work that we do. You know, I think I probably could put a little bit more pressure on the gas, but, um, I feel like I'm finally at a point where I feel good about things. Like, I don't feel like I have to like prove myself as much. I don't feel as much pressure to like, you got to make more because you're either falling behind or something like that. Like, Well,
1: you hit it like a certain point where like suddenly you get too much work coming in and then y- yeah. you have to, like you said, you know, then it goes back to like, okay, now I have to hire people sure to come up with or keep up with the demand yeah um you know and being an entrepreneur to kind of go back on something you were talking about a moment ago like the outreach part of it excuse me throat is right um the outreach part of it is it requires a thick skin you know i don't know if this is still something you're you know encountering as much where you know you have more people coming to you but like in those early days when you were doing more outreach and having to reach out to people like you know, if somebody didn't get what you were talking about or said no or said yeah. yes and then ghosted you, like, was that
0: difficult? Or were you able to just be like, that's just business? You know, I think, and it's it's the, the guy that I have hired, he, you know, he still does some of his own projects. He's got a, a similar background to me. And he's he's young, he's 23 about when I started doing this. And I see him go through a lot of the same struggles where, yeah, you know, I'm like, oh, do you do some, you know, outbound today? He's like, oh yeah, I messaged 10 people, but, you know, nobody got back to me. And like, you can tell that to him it's like, they like looked, they read the email or saw them or just like, ah, this guy sucks. And it's now that, you know, I get so many of these emails, it is sad and a little scary at how quickly you're just like, no delete. You know, like there's so many stuff that come in. We get voiceover artists for days because we just run a, a video company. And it's like, it's nothing against these guys, but I get enough where it's just like, I don't even want to respond because then they're like, oh, let me hit this guy up more often type thing. And it, it's, it's tough, but, um. Yeah, it's it's well, and it's kind of a
1: numbers game on both ends. Yeah, you know, it's like your colleague who is sending emails and then maybe taking it personal if he's not getting response. It's like you just hit more people up. Yeah, and then if you hit up fifty people and ten get back to you and three work with you, well, that's great. Yeah, you know what I mean. Like, and the other forty-seven or whatever, like they didn't look at you as a person and say, "Well, that guy sucks."
0: I know, and they just you know, and that's what I think is is a common thought yeah. and so no i don't i don't take it as personally anymore but you know honestly like i don't i don't put not honestly, i don't put myself in that position but there's luckily like you said, enough stuff coming through that i don't feel the pressure like wake up and cold email people like if i have no problem with sales if you've expressed interest if you've ever sent something on your website like hey you know please contact me for information i'm happy to call you and not get picked up and like bother you more or less for a couple of months a couple of weeks um right. to to attempt because at least you had indicated to me that you wanted to I've never been good about like you know cold emails and blasting a thousand people and just like hounding those those same leads down so yeah it's I mean being an entrepreneur on kind of any any lane of it is challenging
1: though you know it uh like what are some of the what are some of the I guess challenges that you maybe encountered early on that now you're like okay I have a workaround system for this or now I'm used to this and i know how to navigate it and move past it fast
0: i think with um probably plenty of things but you know one of the complicated things with something that is not just like a simple product or like a standardized service is that um people will hit you up and they would like i would like a video how much is that and that is um <laughs> a- man i'm laughing because like it's,
1: yes i've had clients and i don't want to interrupt you Matt, but no, it's like i think i know where you're going oh, yeah. i've had client or potential clients i want to make a podcast how much does it cost i'm like all right well is it you and one other person is it you and five yeah. other people does it come out once a week five times a week you know and just saying i want a video it's like okay well is it as long as lord of the rings yeah is it a snapchat
0: you know 10 second video? like there's so many things that could mean so many so many variables and i don't think you know people uh they, they probably just don't realize the amount of questions that kind of go into it, you know, but it, it's similar to like building a house. Where it's like, oh, you want a house? Cool. But like, what do you want in it? How many rooms? Let's I would like put- food. Yeah, it's it, yeah. Okay. And uh, so, you know, I think early on that was more of a, a difficult thing to navigate. And I think, you know, just from a, a confidence perspective, it's tough to feel like you're set up for success because, you know, a, a lead will come through. You'll be talking to somebody um and they're like yeah this video and then you're kind of like you hit them with the response that we just had where it's just like listen that's that's a start but what do you want blah 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 maybe it could go this way you know you could maybe expect this exactly and so and then sometimes you know you'd lose them there and that would be a little bit tough and you know i I, there were times that i was like man i just wish i sold like a (laughs) a can of coke here you go like it's the same price for everybody and such because it's it's a little bit more complicated but you know uh, the the higher up the food chain you get and the more established businesses you work with, the more that they get it. Um, And I think similar to video and any sort of service-based business, um, it is tough to kind of gauge what an appropriate price is. Like I think, um, you know, with certain things, there are kind of set industry standards and such. But with video, it's like, you know, a a one-minute video for... um, One thing could be, you know, 500 bucks. cool, sounds good, but a one-minute Super Bowl ad, you know, is $5 million. Man,
1: so I taught a freelancing class for a number of years over at Columbia College down the street, and uh, uh, pricing was a big part of this, and I would talk to students, and I was like, okay, well, if you're offering your services, and, like, a grandpa who runs a flower shop in Pilsen hits you up, that's a different price than if Nike hits you up. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, you need to price accordingly, so,
0: Yeah. Well, and and that's yeah, that's a that's a a constant struggle. And again, I, I think some of the businesses we work with, it's kind of tough to to gauge them out. You know, it's, you do the whole classic LinkedIn. It's like, oh, they got fifty employees. Okay, they could probably afford this. Um, but on Amazon, it can be a bit tough. And I think, but yeah, back to service-based stuff. It's it's since it's mostly just your time, right? Right. Um, you have to kind of consistently charge more for it to some degree. Um, and I think that there's a degree of like, um people see the number and they just view it as like, this is money in his pocket kind of thing, which is, is tough. Um, and I remember early in my career where I, you know, I'd send off a a quote and I, I try to urge people that are in a similar boat to dodge this, this common problem where you look at a number and it looks big to you. Um, and you just have no, concept of like more to some degree so when i was coming up yeah i'd send off quotes for all right a thousand bucks for this video to me i was like that's that's that feels like a lot of money because to me it was sure yeah um but to other people you're like you know now the position i'm in now it's like if somebody quoted me that'd be like yeah cool done slash or like that's a red flag you know, like maybe this is too cheap um and so i see people in the creative business especially video photo content that are just starting out that it's like they, they don't have tons of clients. And so they're like, oh, maybe it's a price thing. Maybe I got to like lower it to $150 for a photo shoot. I'm like, no, like, trust me, that's, that's not it. You just have to find people that have some more money or something like that. You you find the that. Corporate clients. Yeah. I yeah. mean, whether you, and that's a, that's a gosh, a whole nother topic. I don't want to <laughs> rattle into those, but you know, I, I find that same thing. And, um, there's plenty of people that, you know, they want to do car videos or they want to do, um, you know, f- uh, shoot photos for concerts and stuff like that. And I'm like, you know, cool do it but it's um it might be a little bit more difficult to to make as much money doing that and it's, it's going back to the rap uh industry where it's like you got to just think about who you're taking money from to some degrees right so like if i had uh studio time for drake he's got money to do it but all these little rappers you know they didn't have money to do it and so you felt like you were just kind of taking money from somebody that didn't have any um and luckily by doing corporate stuff and working with businesses that are a little bit bigger you know it's it's less like personal you know they're not like handing over like this is my kid's college fund to you and stuff. You're not worried about like bankrupting Stephen Mountain Dew. Yeah. And it's like (laughs) they're the like food out of his kids. But it's, you know, it's kind of asked backwards because those are the hardest deals to close. You know, the ones that they are like, you know, this is, this is a good chunk of money. The small businesses that are, you know, really small businesses and they are taking a chance on hiring you to film a video. They've never spent money on this. And so, it's, it sucks that that's kind of the way that the world works, that kind of the more that you do it, the bigger businesses you get. And the more you're like, oh, it'll be, you know, this much for a video. They're like, yeah, okay, sounds cool. But you know what? Like the flip side is as you scale up to larger clients and,
1: and the Amazons and, and what have you, the next, you know, 16, 19, 22-year-old kid who's starting out, they, they'll get to go cut their teeth with the smaller clients not make as much and then start working there you know yeah so like there's always going to be someone like for that smaller client who can't maybe match you know a nike or what have you somebody else will come along and be eager to be like i just need something for my reel let's go yeah You know.
0: well and you know with social media too it's like i see plenty of kids that are just so young and so talented right out the gate that like there's there's always diamonds in the rough when it comes to uh creative people where it's like you know they're they're probably 16 year old kids that have a YouTube channel that could film you an absolutely sick video uh, for oh, yeah. cheaper than the guy that's, you know, 28, 30. Um, and it's been and it doing it be whatever. and it might be better. And mm-hmm. so, um, <laughs> yeah. you know, as a business owner, you're always trying to find, you're trying to requ- uh, recruit talent like that, that doesn't quite know their worth yet. But, um, yeah, it's a, it's a strange industry and I feel like it always feels a little shy to do the whole, like, you know, how much money do you have? Like, what, do, what are we talking about here? But those are important conversations to have because if you don't have them, um, you end up either underbidding or underselling them and they, you know, they're not going to be happy. You're not going to be happy. Or they don't know what they're getting or they think yeah. or they think it's going to be this crazy thing. And it's like, well, you didn't really pay for all this. Like, you know. Yeah. Oh, my God. Yeah, man. It's uh,
1: on my end as a, you know, longtime media producer, digital producer, like when I've had clients come to me and say, hey, can you do X, Y and Z? I send them a rate sheet that is very detailed. There are bullet points on bullet points of, like, you know, here's this price point, here's this price point, and here's this price point. If we're doing this larger one, you get these, you yeah. know, extensive things and this many edits and this and that. And if you're in the smaller one, then you get this package. But that, will I found out really quickly, like, you present that up front, and then there's not a whole lot of, like... Wait a minute! I'm surprised. Like six weeks into
0: the project, you know. Yeah, what I mean, so one, well, yeah, that's probably the, sm- the smarter way to do it, you know.
1: Yeah, but okay. So we haven't even talked about the the other side of what you're doing, which is the podcast studio, which is
0: might be what people want to hear about. Who knows?
1: I mean, it's or at least it's you. very cool. Chicago Podcast Studio. Uh this is located on the north side of Chicago. So you know, is this when you were talking
0: about like this space that you moved into? Is this yeah. the same space? Same space. Yeah, okay. it's uh, 1100 square feet. It's not huge, but it, it gets. The, the job done and the the podcast space podcast is space, yeah you know? pretty tiny so yeah um so how did you like you know you're doing the
1: video thing yeah and we're going to talk in a moment about how video and podcasts have really kind of just been like sure. real Reese's peanut butter cups you know kind of like chocolates in the peanut butter yeah but what made you want to get into the podcast side of things
0: you know I think in my career and you know starting little side hustles and little businesses i've i've always tried to find a good merging between um like a a trendy kind of emerging thing with a passion um and so to me it was it made logical sense because i had the background in audio and video Mm -hmm. um and i felt like it was a complimentary service to video clients that like you know we sell them on this and then it's it's a nice little like oh and we have a podcast studio um, and I think, you know, I was able to see the tidal wave that was podcasting. Um, and so I was like, this just makes sense. You know, I'll I'll have this space. I can dedicate a certain portion of it to doing this. Um, and I think, uh, you know, to kind of piggyback on our last conversation, we get um, with the video business, it's usually bigger checks, but they're further spread out. And so we'd have months of good times and, and months of a little bit rougher times or like you know, you hope this project would close. You'd kind of not like bank on the money, but you'd expect it to be there. And then you know, it, delays happen, more edits, revisions. Anyway, oh, man, and so I, I know this song. Yeah, and <laughs> so I got not like annoyed with that necessarily, but I it was all very strategic. Where I was like, I I wanted the the little bit of just consistency that came with, um, I guess a different service, but something that was more like we in eighty percent of our sessions, people come in, we give them the raw files. Mm-hmm. Um so we have clients that we do more consistent stuff. We do the editing, more package based deals, bigger, uh bigger mm-hmm. deals, I guess. But I actually really like it. I'd probably make more money if I tried to push people more towards like, we'll do everything for you. But there's something nice about like they come in. Well, it's very tiny, they go actually. and I just like and I just send them on out and they take uh you know the files that we give them They either have their own team that does stuff. But um it's been a good just consistent money maker that that comes in and it's, um, you know, smaller amounts but it's more consistent um, and so, I love it for that and that was, that was one of the main things, what well, driving forces behind it is just to get a little bit more, um, you know, bread and butter through the door.
1: Well, yeah, and it, so, you know, the really interesting thing now is that like, so I had a, a studio that I had opened, uh, we were talking about this before, the mics were on like a work live space in Pilsen mm-hmm. and it's just one room and it was, you know, not a huge studio but it totally worked but it was an yeah. audio first like it was really built around audio It was very soundproof true and then the pandemic happened and that was the end of that for the time being Mm -hmm. but now like fast forward to kind of like on the other side of the pandemic for all sorts of reasons youtube tiktok joe rogan whatever you want to attribute it to people i think especially corporate clients they say podcast but they mean video yeah you know like the audio kind of undercurrent is part of it but they're really thinking about like this is going to go on YouTube or Instagram or TikTok yeah. or, or those platforms. So your studio is very like built. I mean, obviously with your video background, but you're designing these services with kind of audio
0: front of mind for these clients, right? Or video, right? Video. Or vi- I'm sorry, yeah, video. Yes. 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 Video video. Um, I mean. And yeah. to, to piggyback off your comment, I kind of tell people that we're a video first space uh, and usually the follow-up question is like, well, wait, does the audio suck? It's like, no, no, no. But like, if you just wanted to do audio, this isn't the place. We don't have a separate rate for that or anything like that. But right. Yeah. You know, who knows what everybody wants video. Everybody wants video. And what's really crazy is that like, even the long form video is becoming less and less interesting. A lot of people are just there for the clips, you know, like we, we have people that will come in, they record the episode and then they'll send it off to an editor and they'll get 10 clips out of it. Um, and so we're starting to work with some social media people that that's more so like, and I think, you know, initially it was like, um, just, attract it was like a little sample and then you can watch the full episode if you want but like there are people that i think put up the full episode and it gets pitiful views in comparison to the reels or the tiktoks that they're able to to harvest from that and you know i am fine with it i guess but um yeah that's absolutely a key part of the operation if, if you were not interested in video uh we would not be the place for you well and it's interesting too because it's like if
1: you're talking to someone younger and you say a podcast to them what i'm gonna call listening to a podcast might mean seeing a 10 second clip on TikTok of a podcast recording with the sound off, just reading the captions. Yeah, And it's like, you know, I'm older. I come from, I worked in the radio business for a long time and I, I've i done long form podcasting a long time. I like long form, Yeah. but I know like I'm very aware of where things are now. Yeah. So it's just funny to think like if somebody says, oh, I listened to a podcast, they might mean they watched a 10 second clip with no audio. Yeah. And it's like somehow that is still also called it's like when you see a different city's like definition of pizza, yeah, on a social media article, and you're yeah. Like, I guess that's technically pizza, but um, it doesn't look like pizza to me.
0: Yeah, and you know, I think luckily I f- I might feel and maybe you feel not uh, burned by that, but a little bit of like a what happened to the neighborhood kind of thing that you know what we we're not even not even nice. podcasting anymore. But things always, I mean, like I'm I'm old enough and I've been doing this long enough to remember when
1: podcasting was so brand new that people didn't know what it was and it was the brand new thing mm-hmm. and the radio I worked on the radio side at the same time. Yeah. And there's a lot of like, well, this isn't real radio. This isn't real. Like this is the internet. So I'm I'm not going to be the old guy who's like, well that's not real podcasting. Because like, yeah, if you're but... twenty two, that's that is podcasting. And like who am I to tell someone younger experiencing this on TikTok that they're that they're not consuming content, quote unquote, the right way. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. That's well, not how I would do it.
0: Well, and you know, even from when we started it to, to now, um, we the the ask is getting a little bit different. You know, we we um, it is a podcast studio, but there are plenty of people that come in and they're like, we just want to do like short episodes, or like we'll have agencies that come in and they're like, we just want to do videos for kind of like frequently asked questions, and so they'll like just rattle off a bunch, they'll record for a good chunk of time, and I think one of the again, you know, podcasting aside, the reason I wanted to do this or the opportunity i saw behind it was like it is a, a very affordable way even despite it being at a pretty decent you know price right um to record just content just in a nice it's got the good lighting it's got good audio um you can do whatever you want with it but we, we have businesses take advantage of it for that sense where it's you know the uh, we have guys tomorrow that are coming in just to do LinkedIn content, you know, just like he just, I want to have linked us to that. And could you maybe like ask me some questions and we'll just film my answers and stuff like that. And just it's like, head. Yeah. just the, and it's, it's been interesting to see it go that way. And, you know, personally, I, I don't have any sort of problem, you know, with that. And I think that that's totally fine, but I'm sure, um, yeah, like you said, the, uh, the term podcasting is, is getting del- not diluted, but, um, it means a whole gray, a lot of things. things.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Mine is great. And it's funny you bring up LinkedIn because it's like, I feel like that's the other side of TikTok where it's like TikTok is, you know, first and foremost, I think still very young focused, you know, it's aimed first and foremost at young people. Um, But then you have like LinkedIn and that's where you get the people in their 30s, 40s and 50s who also sort of get to be like influencers or take that like, you know, that brand voice to their content on LinkedIn. So that's an, it's an, I don't know. I don't have a question for this. I just think it's very interesting because I spend more time on LinkedIn now that I'm older. Yeah. And it's very interesting to see like what content creation and, you know, that kind of thing looks like over there. Where you're right, I am seeing a lot more like short videos, you know, that play automatically with the captions. Yeah. Are you guys doing the captions in these videos?
0: Yeah. Yeah. That's, although there's it, so yeah. many like just built in things. But yeah, yeah. We used uh, Descript and stuff like that to, to help out. And, you know, Premiere's got built in stuff, but yeah. Descript is great. Yeah. We we use that and yeah it, it is interesting to see and like I, said, I think it's just a, a trend in general that podcasting aside video content is is still just a very leading content sort medium. You well, know?
1: that's what all the platforms are prioritizing. Yeah, the thing that I've been seeing really for a while now, but certainly this last year or whatever, it's been uh, it feels like forever that Elon Musk has been absolutely setting fire to Twitter. Yeah, I was about to say, yeah. but it's like the what I'm going to call the big three: the Instagram, Facebook. Twitter, it just does not feel like they are leading the conversation anymore, and certainly not the traditional type of post that five or ten years ago would have like gotten a lot of traction. Photos don't feel like they get traction on Instagram. Oh yeah, no. Twitter is a mess. Facebook is really just for like, you know, wishing your grandparents happy birthday. Yeah, like family photos and yeah, exactly, just family reunion stuff. So it's like, it feels like no matter what the platform is, video, and and. Like, that's what's really getting prioritized regardless of the platform now.
0: And like like you said, short form stuff. I mean, TikTok, although I I feel like, I don't know, they just did a better job attracting young people because to me it wasn't much different than just YouTube and Instagram at the time. I think, you know, maybe it's just that everything's in reels and that they were the ones to really hone in on the scrolling. But um, I was uh, was a little late to that game. We obviously, um, you know, are involved with TikTok, but I don't personally do too much of that. And I'm, I'm more like you nowadays where it's like, linkedin is sometimes more interesting and like you know i'm not gonna probably find money or or find clients uh just scrolling through instagram as much as if i was you know trying to engage with people on linkedin but yeah it's crazy to see um and we'll we'll see what ends up happening with tiktok um and uh if that sticks around um or if we if that gets uh the ban hammer and we're just back to basically you said the big three i mean it's really you know facebook and instagram is run by facebook so it's uh and Twitter is yeah kind of on its own thing. So oh my God.
1: <laughs> Twitter is driving down the wrong way on a one-way street at night with the driver's eyes closed on a rainy night. Like Twitter
0: is just a disaster. That could be a whole separate discussion. That could yeah, that probably um. wouldn't be able to to keep up with. I, I've never been a Twitter person either. I, I'm um. pretty uh, as you to bring us back maybe to the beginning of the yeah. podcast where it's like I I I do this such so I do this stuff so much for a living that. I have a hard time kind of producing content for myself and doing things of that nature. So I never had a Twitter. I don't have a TikTok. I don't have a personal Instagram. I don't really do Facebook. I found you on
1: LinkedIn. But, you know, and I think that's a good question to kind of like bring it home to because I I feel like we could talk about social and digital and engagement. this all night. But, you know, do you feel like whether it's individuals, entrepreneurs, creators, brands, companies, events, like does it feel like more so today than 10 years ago. I'm not going to say everyone has to be on social media. That was 10 years ago. 10 years ago, everyone was like, okay, well, you have to be on social media, but now it feels like everyone has to be a brand and a voice and a personality. And whether that is TikTok or Substack or LinkedIn or discord or Twitch or what, what have you, if you want to be in business, essentially, yeah. unless you're a name that everyone knows like a Taylor Swift or Coca-Cola yeah. and even they have to be on these platforms do you feel like everyone at this point has to be a creator on some level if they want to kind of get found and get heard and get seen?
0: Yeah. And I mean, you know, it's a, it's an interesting question. And again, I think I have not been as good as I should be about it. Cause you know, the, 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 bottom line is it's it's tough and I think for you know you when you think of social media and like being popular and stuff like that you look at anyone else that is popular and they make a post and there's you know it's flooded with comments tons of likes and stuff like that but for 99% of the population and 99% of the businesses you know they spend 15 minutes or let's say money and however much putting this video together they post it up and it gets like six likes on LinkedIn and youtube has 43 views and it's like it's tough to feel like well this actually is making a difference and such and i think for the people that are you know doing well at the social media game uh the the sheer volume that you have to put out is pretty crazy um and i think the people that get a little too into it that's kind of their thing like you know they just are social media like influencers and such i again i'm not exhausting it looks exhausting it's not my cup of tea um I, i i i I haven't had like toxic experiences but like I just I don't enjoy that sort of stuff. I, I feel like it's not like it's a vanity thing but to you know do all this content post it up and just like hope that people like it is is strange to me and I think uh, for the longest time you know I'm in this business so I, I obviously think that video is important and content and you know um, all that sort of stuff but um, I've I have not grown my Instagram over the last uh, probably two years uh, more than maybe a hundred followers or 200 right. followers. But um, the business has, you know, two X, three X in that time. And it's never been a direct correlation, at least for me, that um, the more social media followers I had, uh, the more money I would make. But on the flip side of it, it is uh, free for people to do that sort of stuff. Uh, and it absolutely can make a difference for your business. You know, like I would be somewhat hypocritical, like, you know, for the podcast studio, we run ads, you know, sure people see them on um, Facebook despite what everybody wants to say about, uh, targeted ads and stuff like that. It's great for business owners. Cause I can just target people in the local area within 10 miles of the the business and, uh, put together a little video and, and, you know, tell them a whole lot. So I don't have to deal with too many phone calls. It answers a lot of questions there. So, right. um, it's, it's absolutely important. Um, and it's stuff that we promote and push and I make a living basically doing it for other people. Um, but I've struggled, not struggled with it, but I just I, I don't put as much attention as I probably should, I think. And I think, as you said, I think the um the the distance between those that do and those that do not is gonna only get greater. Um, and so I should probably get back on the uh, the bandwagon. <laughs> yeah, man, it's uh I, I feel you there. It's like i
1: I am preparing a separate podcast project um, that is gonna be very visual focused. So TikTok's going to be a big part of it, Instagram, yeah. all that kind of stuff. And me personally, like my personal time, I try to scroll through TikTok sometimes just to get, figure out the language and get the flow of it. And I'm like, this is not for me. This is, yeah. I, I can bet. brain dead 90 seconds on it. But you know what? If I was 19 right now, I might be like totally on the side yeah. of it. But I'm like, this is not for me. But professionally, I'm also like, but I need to know how this works.
0: Yeah, no. Even that's if it's not something that I'm going to waste, or
1: no, I shouldn't say waste. I'm not going to spend my time on personally.
0: Yeah. Yeah. And I, you know, on that topic, and like you said, like Instagram, I think was initially a photo app and that's kind of gone down the drain, even with, you know, um, with our kind of main stuff we do, we do short form ads for, for um, Amazon and people run them on Facebook and stuff like that. So that's our, that's our, you know, a good chunk of our business, but I've gotten a little sick of like, you know, you got to just like make the video like almost corny to the point where it's just like some... You know, like things are just popping in, flashy text, this and that. And it's like, you know, you really need to fight for that first like three seconds. And it's like, dude, how, how interesting can I make this ratchet strap? You know, like it, it's tough. And so I, I, I'm trying to just personally, just so I don't go insane, push the businesses that I work with. A lot of them are, are open to it, to doing slightly more, not long form stuff, but like more brand focus and less just like brain dead, like bye, bye, bye uh content because it is is annoying for me to do and i you know i think the coca colas it's like you know i'm sure they run a variety of ads but um i still enjoy a good slightly long video advertisement for something else you know like i I, i'm willing to sit there and i think platforms like tiktok and instagram and even youtube shorts like i know that's where things are going but it's it's sad to see because i don't know what else is going to happen from here? It's like they're going to, everything's going to be recommended, like five second videos and stuff like that. Like it's just gotten shorter and shorter and like more ridiculous kind of, I feel like with the uh, social media and TikTok is, yeah, it's its own vibe. <laughs> yeah, man. Well, I, I love this. I feel like we could talk about kind of the ins and
1: outs of social all night, but like let's end it here. What's ahead for you for, you know, Inova for the podcast studio? Yeah. Like, what are you looking forward to?
0: So, you know, the podcast studio has been going well, I think, as we were talking off camera. Um, I've been looking for a a new space. Uh, The business is doing well enough. I don't think I am putting as much force behind it as I probably could. I think it'll be something that continues uh, for a good chunk of time. I don't see it going anywhere. But um, I think like all things, the, the trend will kind of fade. I think we're still in that heat of like everybody's been told or has had the thought of like, I might start a podcast. Uh, and so it's been great to be, you know, um, one of the few places to do it. While uh, I'd love for you to have your own studio, I'm, I'm enjoying the time that you uh, are putting that <laughs> I know, on. Man. Because, you, you got uh, this at a good time where I don't have a, a
1: studio space for it. But you know what? Like, even if I had one, it, it would not... Well, you're in a different part of town. But I'm in a different part of town, and I don't think that, like, it would be a scenario where people would be like,
0: well, there's two to choose from. No, I go to no, one. no, no, no. Yeah. And, I, and I've done... Um, multiple i you know i did a youtube video and i put the space together that's done pretty well and so i've done a couple of the ones since essentially giving away all the, not that there's like secrets to it but right, right. giving away the 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 secrets i guess or just the the sauce and how it worked um and so i don't genuinely have any sort of like fear okay. of competition but it's been nice that like i don't know why um because i think it is a, a good business opportunity for certain people i don't think it's something that you know um i would maybe recommend to someone that's trying to have some a big team or a big, big business, but uh, it's a good right. complimentary service for uh, a recording studio or a production company or anything like that. Um, and so, yeah, I think continuing to do that um, we have a bunch of fun projects coming up this year for Anova, And so that's exciting. Um, I think, you know, what am I looking forward to the most? I think like everything, I just like doing more fun projects. I like feeling better compensated for them. Sure. Um, but you know, at the same time too, I think, you can get really caught up in uh, not the rat race but that the like you gotta grow scale build um, and I think for the longest time I always kind of struggled with um, feeling like if I was a success or if I was going down the right road or if you know if I was kind of happy with where I was at and I feel like just in the last maybe two years that I'm starting to just be able to like take a breath and be happy with what I've done so far and kind of appreciate the the build and I think there are plenty of businesses that, maybe, you know, try to puff up too fast and end up with having mm-hmm. turmoil or, or fizzling in different directions. And, um, I don't want to say I'm, you know, the, the tortoise, but I'm okay with being that in the sense that's like, you know, I just like slowly, you know, we, we, we haven't had a down year yet. And, um, I, I'm, I'm grateful for that. Um, so hopefully taking on more projects that are more interesting, but you know what, if, uh, whoever's if you got money hit us up you know we'll do we'll do we'll do cool stuff for you you know we treat everybody the uh the same and i find uh enjoyment out of out of all types of videos and with all types of businesses but yeah hopefully working on some more fun stuff and uh seeing what happens with the podcast you know it's been fun just to be a fly on the wall for a lot of conversations we've been able to get you know plenty of what i'll just call retail level people just everyday people that want to come in and talk about sports or you know their boyfriends and girlfriends and blah 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 but we've had you know, we, we kind of cater more so to businesses and such. And so sometimes you get, you know, boring ish things, but we've had plenty of very interesting conversations and, um, you know, it's a, it's a good experience to be able to, to watch that and be there live and, um, you know, obviously get paid a little bit for it, but, um, it's been fun to just see something new, whereas almost you're not there to create as much as just uh, document and, uh, capture. I love it, man. Well, that's awesome. I appreciate the time
1: tonight for coming up and talking about all this and getting to like really just kind of like dig into the nuts and bolts, get under the hood of what goes into like a podcasting and content business, man. I love I love geeking about this stuff. So this was fun. I appreciate it. Thank you for having me. Thomas Brown and Nova Digital and Chicago Podcast Studio, man. Thanks for hanging out. Thank you.
0: You've been listening to a production of Dynasty Podcasts. Find more Dynasty Podcasts at DynastyPodcasts.com. For the Dynamic Dynasty,
1: Dynasty Descend.